everyone, and welcome back to But Why the Podcast, the podcast where me, Adrian, and Matt talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we just wanted to tell you to head on over to all of our social media and get involved in our conversations. Check out our Twitter at But Why Though PC and our Facebook, facebook.com slash But Why Though PC. Also, we're Twitch affiliates now, so you can sub to us, watch a stream, um, get access to funny noises when we're playing. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. Come spend your nights with us while we play games at twitch.tv slash butwhydopc. And while we're on that note, we are actually raising money for Stack Up, the military gaming charity that empowers veterans through the power of gaming. So if you have anything you can donate, donate it to them. Head on over to our Twitch channel and click on the Stack Up logo. Click that, it'll send you to the donation page and you can help out a great cause and a great organization that we've covered in our Missions That Matter episode, um, which you can go back and listen to to find out more. And as always, enjoy the show. Deadpool 2, which came out on May 18th. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hi, Kate. <laughs> and Matt. Hello. <laughs> What's that? I lowered my voice. I need Wrong a radio movie. voice. Because okay. I'm hyped for the giant 360 that Kate's about to pull. Or 180. <laughs> <laughs> 360s will end up in the same position? No, that's why I changed it to 180. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so let's talk about Deadpool. Uh, so Deadpool 2 is the second in the Deadpool franchise. Uh, it is rated R. It is a movie on the comic book character. <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie, guys. Um, and it's about a foul-mouthed mutant mercenary, Wade Wilson, also known as Deadpool. And he brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling cyborg Cable. Gotta save the boy. That's what Deadpool does. He saves the boy. He doesn't want Cable to kill the boy. Even though it's one life and Cable's like, just you, kill him. Before we get to the... Okay, just you can saying, tell that out. So keep, let's go. Yeah. Just saying. Ultimately, Deadpool would kill one person. But wouldn't kill one person if it was a kid. He was to save the rest getting ready to shoot three people to save all of the kids. What? And then he wouldn't let Cable kill the one kid to save, like, hundreds and thousands of people. That kid didn't say he was going to build a bomb. He didn't make he a video. He had bombs in his hands. His question is like literally the baby Hitler question, not like... This is more the baby Hitler than <laughs> Yeah, this one. isn't like the... This is definitely did, more baby Hitler. Did I place four bombs in across this country question? So, yeah. No, I can see that. So now that we cut all this out, let's move on to Deadpool. Okay. Uh, so yeah, guys, what were your, I guess, what were your initial thoughts? Like, what were you thinking of when you went in? Like, were you hyped, not hyped, kind of hyped? How are you feeling for this movie? Initial thoughts or like after we got out? Initial thoughts of the movie and then when you got out. Okay. Somebody. 
Uh, I saw Matt was going first because he like asked the the follow up question. And I know he's really he's really excited about the movie, so I'll let Matt go first. So one of my initial thoughts was I was really excited for this movie, and then I was very very sad and depressed when Kate said I bought tickets and I thought it was for Deadpool two, and she goes I bought solo tickets, and then I wanted to like, I just got really sad, and I said. I don't want to see this fucking movie. Why are we not going to see Deadpool? And then she went and bought Deadpool tickets. So I had both sites pulled up, just so you know, audiences, and I was buying Deadpool tickets right after. You should have bought them. I, I was there. Like, I was on <laughs> the Discord with you when that happened, so I can confirm. <laughs> I had both movies up. But uh, anyways, and um, as far as when I left it, I love this movie. I thought it was great. And I'm, not, I'm sure we'll get into more of it, but... um. I actually enjoyed this movie more than Infinity War, so. Uh, so, yeah. I, Deadpool's probably one of my favorite characters. There was a lot in this movie that could delight comic book fans and also not ostracize non-comic book fans, or at least readers. Um, and I don't even want to say just a Deadpool, but, like, of universes in general, because there are a lot of, like, comic-specific references that get made. Um, it was amazing. It gave me everything I wanted. Well, almost gave me everything I wanted. It took away something I wanted. Um, but I actually think I like it more than Infinity War as well. Like, I'll go watch this more times. But I don't know if that's just because I had more fun in this movie and I was an emotional wreck in Infinity War, or if it was just better. So I need to watch them both again. But as of right now, I rank this higher than Infinity War. Uh, can I leave the podcast now? Yeah, yeah are we done now? Yeah, we gotta rank uh, it. Oh, sorry. It is. I don't even want to do this anymore. I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, I expected like Deadpool one with updated jokes, and that's like basically like what I got. So like, I'm not like disappointed about. it. I don't think it's better than Infinity War. Like that, I, I just, I just can't even like fathom like this being better than Infinity War. Like in my mind. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Like I had a good time watching it. I thought it was hilarious. It's like the rated R like movie you think you're gonna get like, when you go into it. Lots of funny references. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought like the third act was a little slow. Like you kind of like understand like what's gonna happen at the end, and they stopped doing like the jokes. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was good. I, I think I like Deadpool one more because like Deadpool one was like this like unexpected thing of like whoa they're actually doing this, and Deadpool two was just like more of uh, like doing what you did in Deadpool 1 and kind of, like, upping the ante on it. Um, so I think I, I like Deadpool 1 more as, like, when I first watched Deadpool 1 compared to, like, when I watched Deadpool 2. I just had more fun watching Deadpool 1 because I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. But I really like this movie. I thought it was really good. Like, I'll go watch it again for sure. Yeah. Now, I think, I think ultimately, so have either of y'all read Deadpool comics? I've read one. I also read one. Okay, so I, I honestly think that's why I have such, like, a really cool, like, um, I don't know, there was just so much that happened that, like, they finally balanced that we're gonna give you all these Easter eggs and allude to things in the comics without ostracizing people, like, in a really, like, unique way that Fox hasn't done before, um, because Deadpool 1, I thought, was kind of light on a lot of the simple, like, comic stuff, um, and I thought this one was really heavy with it, um, so, I guess, do you want to go through, like, the movie and then talk about, like, favorite parts? Favorite parts are, like, characters. Characters? Okay. Yeah, so, uh, essentially, the movie starts off with uh, Deadpool having to deal with the fact that his wife, or fiancé, wife, wife, girlfriend, love of his life, 
Uh, Vanessa, played by Morena Barcane, uh, or Bakarin? Bakarin? I don't know how to say her last name. Um, she's a firefly. Um, and so she dies, and then Deadpool joins the X-Men for a little bit, and then isn't. And I don't know. There's so much I really don't know how to talk about this movie because it's everywhere, but there's also, like, a concise storyline. You're doing this very bad. I am. So basically it starts out with he's hunting down a lot of people for hire, as he says, because he's a mercenary. They finally catch up with him, the one person he couldn't kill. They kill his Vanessa, his love of his life or whatever. She dies. He goes to the depression. He goes to, to X-Men to try to help him. And then he basically sees a little kid because they see they go find other mutants who he finds are being abused and so he starts shooting pedophiles in the head and gets kicked out of the X-Men thrown in prison Cable comes back realizes and then he thinks they, you think it's led to believe they're trying to kill Deadpool from stopping to ruin the history of killing his family but you find out it's actually the little boy they break out of prison he then forms his own team X-Force they go um, do you want me to spoil that too? no we can talk about that in its own uh, X-Force jumps out of a plane um then they basically cable hunts them down. They transport. They basically, they, uh, the kid who, while in prison gotten left behind by Deadpool. Essentially forms off with the Juggernaut, who then basically them to escape after ripping Deadpool in complete half. And so then basically cable comes back, meets up with Deadpool, says, "Hey, I need to form an alliance. I just want to save this. I want to kill this kid before he ruins. He takes over the world and kills everybody." The baby Hitler question. And then we too, they know where he's going. He's going to kill the schoolhouse ma- master, the guy who basically been abusing him and all the other ki- mutants in the school. Basically, the point of like a church, some sort. The yeah. regular church people. Uh, basically, they go to stop him. Deadpool says he agrees to help him as so long as he gets a chance to talk to his kid. Uh, they try to talk to him. He doesn't. Deadpool takes a bullet for the for the kid. The kid realizes, oh my gosh, he was willing to die for me, and changes his ways. And they live happy ever after. And Deadpool and Colossus ride off into the sunset. Well, I think they all rode off in the sunset or walked. But I love those two more. But that is your basic <laughs> plot line summary in about two minutes. See? It's so cool when you do it. I know, you were just embarrassing yourself. We had to, we had to get something going. I know. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. Guys. Uh, so, like, for with that first point... I think this is one of the reasons why I really like the movie. So in in the comics, Deadpool has a really big relationship with death, and mainly he's always trying to get back to her um, and meet her. And because he has, like, these moments where he dies and he comes back to life, he only, you know, meets her in glimpses and stuff. And so since Deadpool 1, it was kind of like, oh, are they going to make Vanessa death? What's going to happen? Oh, no, I guess I can't do that. Um, But Vanessa is very explicitly death because Wade keeps dying and keeps trying to see more of her and cross over, and that's how he ends up finding out how he needs to help the kid. Um, So that was something I really appreciated from the comic standpoint. Um, And the fact that they did it in such an accessible way um, is what I really, really liked. Yeah, Um, I mean, I like that storyline. Like, that's, like, my favorite storyline of, like, the movie. The whole, you know, saving the kid stuff was, like, okay. But I didn't know, like, I could... It's, like, watching this movie, I'm, like, I can't understand... I can't... I don't understand if they're trying to be, like, meta with, like, what they're trying to get across or not. Like, are they basically kind of sort of doing, like, the Logan storyline of like Logan protecting the kid and like Deadpool protecting the kid because like they referenced Logan at the beginning of the movie or is that just like like what they were going with I think that's just what they were going with so basically we had Logan protect kid type theme and then apparently we had the whole fridging of Vanessa somehow theme 
she, they didn't fridge Vanessa. Oh, you might want to get on the internet then. I'm not gonna get on the internet. Fucking people don't know what the word fridge means. Apparently the writers didn't either until people started yelling that white. <laughs> There's a giant cultural gap between genders and comics because of... There know. is, but this isn't one of them because <laughs> Vanessa was supposed to be the role of death from the very fucking beginning, and <laughs> I, I like I like the the whole Deadpool Vanessa stuff. That stuff was really, really cute and really beautiful, and I wanted him to get back there. Yeah, um, no, I mean I think ultimately like I, they need I think they needed a way to have Cable introduced and a way to have Cable fight Deadpool for at least a little bit, and I think that, that that's why they did the kid thing. I don't think it was a Logan illusion. Um, it might have been, but I don't I don't think so at all because. I mean, Firefist wasn't necessarily the future of all mutant kind so much as he was just a kid that was damaged just like Wade was. But he ended up destroying half the world. Yes. And Wade had to make the decision. Um, so I guess like going into people, we can talk about Cable because holy shit, Josh Brolin's jacked and really yeah. good Cable. Yeah, he's he just put him in everything. Yeah, like, that's what I said. I was like, "Do we get more?" Josh make him Rowan every villain in every comic book movie ever. Yeah, or at least like a pseudo villain, and like change it up on me later on. But like, make him the bad guy at first all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I love Cable, and I, I'm just blown away with how great he was on screen. Um, which I guess for me too, like this movie has a lot of characters that I really love, and so I think again, like that's another reason why I think I like have such a great reaction to it is because like i love cable i love domino like yeah um i do think it's hilarious that the running joke is that cable's racist yes <laughs> it is amazing <laughs> yes my hero um <laughs> it's hilarious yeah the jokes were hilarious for sure um because i think a i lot... think i think the one that i don't know go for it Kate. no go ahead I was gonna say like my like I think which kicked this off for me that I knew that I was gonna like hilariously laugh at the whole thing because I knew that they were just gonna go full tilt on like the the comic book joke references is when like he was like oh I was saving kids from a tree or something like that he's like oh I was uh, facing a mass superhero then we found out our moms had the same name yep I died in oh the my theater. god they shit on DCU so much in this I movie. died oh my god that was the funny for me is the funniest joke of the whole movie because I was like oh my god. Oh my god. Martha's terrible. I like this. More jokes. More jokes. So real quick question. Is there a difference between EDM and dubstep? I believe there is. They're supposed to be, but I don't think so. I think they are because at least from the dubstep I've heard that I know people classify dubstep, I really hate that. But I actually really love EDM music. And I so I'm not really sure if it's just the people that say this is classified as dubstep or not. I can't differentiate it in my head. It's it's all boom 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 music to me. So, does anybody know the answer to this question? That's what I left because I was like, I remember hating when people go, "This is dubstep," and I'm like, "This sounds awful," and I hate this. But then I'm also like, I mean, I don't listen to a like, lot of EDM, and I'm like, I love this. But isn't EDM just like literally Master just electronic dance, dance music? Yeah. No, I mean that's like literally the it's electronic dance music. So like, isn't like that like the broader term? And then like house and like techno are like the. Like house techno and dubstep and I don't know I'm sure there's like other ones. So see that's what I was see genre. that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Because I, was like, I, I think like, like EDM is like the big and genre and, and then like dubstep is like the subgenre and like techno and house music. I like house music. 
Oh, I love house cool. music. I think dubstep's okay. Because okay. I do not like dubstep. See, it's weird. I can separate house music. I can't separate dubstep from stuff. It's weird. I know that's probably not relevant, but that did It's come up relevant a few because Cable hates dubstep. I was feeling Cable on that when he said that. I was like, I don't like dubstep either. But then I was like, wait a minute. There is a difference because like, I'm pretty sure they had the whole dubstep thing. And I was like, this is gross. Yeah. But then I'm like, I know. I think I also dubstep was... is just like more focused on the bass part of it than it is like the kind of. Uh... Oh, is that it? I think that's what it is. If it, okay. But I'm like, because if you go like what's off the movie, like it's heavy, heavy bass. Yeah. I'm also like not the person to ask. Like I don't go to like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Electric Daisy Festival or anything, to be honest. Like I stood in the back when Dead Mal was at ACL and like kind of like tapped my foot. So like I'm not like the one to be. Like yeah. my wife's probably going to be yelling at me when she hears this. Like hey, you don't know the I'm difference between these. What's you wrong with you? You this podcast going, maybe I should leave. Now I feel like I need to leave. <laughs> I don't know the differences. I mean, I just kind of put it in the background when I'm playing video games, so I really don't know. So did Josh Brolin make a better Thanos or a better Cable? I don't know. I think he played them both really well. The only question I have is because I know one of the first people that thought to be Cable was the Avatar, Avatar guy, but no, James Cameron has to ruin everything and take the Avatar guy. And so I would really like to see him play Cable, only because he definitely has the old man part going, but Josh Brolin was really good. But that's the only comparison I go where I could say, oh, you mean like the general guy? Yes. Oh, he would have made an amazing yeah. cable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was yeah. originally he, supposed to be first, but he's apparently going to be an avatar too, even though he's already dead. Because screw James Cameron, and we're going to make a fucking movie 12 years later. Yeah, and we just watched Into the Van- the first two seasons of Into the Badlands, and he's in there, and he's phenomenal, and he would have been such a great yeah, cable. What's his name? Stephen Lang or something? Yes, Stephen Lang. Yeah. his name is? Yes. Yeah, he would have been amazing. I would have liked him too, but man, but Josh Brolin knocks it out of the park. Though, I know, that's so. what I'm saying. That's oh, yeah. the only. That's why you asked, like, good, better, and I was just like, that's the only comparison I know. Yeah. Because I know he was one of the popular choices, and I was like, ooh, and I'm like, and then I just watched, like, said the whole show with Stephen Lang, and I was like, oh. Yeah. No, I just think, like, I think Cable, like, I, what I love about this movie is that every single character was like the comic book lifted up off the comic page and came to life and like I as much as like I definitely think that dude would have been a phenomenal cable like Josh Brolin like he lives this role yeah no he did a great job I didn't want to take that away from him and the character design is so good yes so um yeah uh, I think cable also has some like my favorite fight scenes and I really love his shield which is super cool um, but yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say. I mean, like the hard thing is, is like the big piece of Deadpool is like the jokes and the way the characters interact with each other. And I just think like my number and I, I've said it in my review, um, my non-spoiler review, just like the chemistry be- between the characters is so well done. And that's why I think the jokes land so well. Um, cause like a lot of like Deadpool calling, uh, cable racist is it's hilarious because of the way Josh Brolin reacts to that um, kind of like where, where the hell is this coming from um, also cable kills Black Tom and it's hilarious because Black Tom is actually a character that teamed up with the juggernaut before um, so that's a fun fact that's, that's a little easter egg um, one of like a hundred in this movie Okay, so I guess you want to talk about the X-Force or you want to talk about Deadpool next? Uh, I want to talk about Dopinder next. Who? 
I'm your Kirsten Dunst. Well, he's part of the X-Force. <laughs> okay. In a sense. All right, yeah, let's talk about X-Force. We can start with the least important to the most important. Brown right. Panther is super important, first <laughs> of all. Because <laughs> he's alive still, and we're going to get to him last. <laughs> um, so... What did you all think about him kill about Fox deciding we're just gonna kill all of these X Force people? I wasn't really surprised by it at all. Like I didn't I didn't watch any of the trailers for this. So like when they said the X Force was here, I was like, there's no way they're gonna put X they're gonna really give him like an X Force movie. I think like the best part of like the Deadpool movies is like Deadpool. So I couldn't see them putting in like Terry Crews and like all these people into the movie and like having them bounce that off of and stuff. Um so I thought I thought for sure that they were gonna kill them. I just didn't think that they were going to do it, like, out of the plane. I guess until they jumped out of the plane, then I was like, oh, they're probably going to kill them jumping out of the plane. I thought Juggernaut was just going to kill them all. Like. Just rip them all in so, half? Yeah, just, like, rip them all in half. <laughs> so, one, it was actually a shock, because at first I was like, they're not. Well, one, I'll say I was kind of like with you. I was really not that excited for X-Force, like everybody was. I was like, Deadpool usually likes to be the center. And usually, with the way it is, like you kind of need him to be the center. I didn't mind him having some, but I didn't like the fact that he had this all X Force. What? No, the the best Deadpool is when he's with people. Well, I wasn't gonna say he had to be exactly by himself, but I didn't want a full like on team of how they were gonna do all that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was saying like when he's like with different people like all the time. Like I didn't want like these same people for like Deadpool three or Deadpool four or whatever. Okay, I was like. Okay, I was like, because the best Deadpool runs are not when Deadpool's by himself. Well, I wasn't, no, yeah, I no, I like Deadpool himself. when he's, like, bouncing around everywhere. I'm saying, like, like where they had this everywhere. entire whole onslaught of team, and they have to do an ensemble, yeah. and they have to do every other character, and all that other stuff, and I was just like, I really didn't want that. Okay, no, that makes sense. And so, but one, I didn't think they were actually, because I wasn't really that excited for it, but then, like, I didn't think they were actually going to kill them all off, and I thought it was just going to be a joke landing, and they were all just going to, like, oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, they just all start dying. Well... So, like, on that note, I thought it was just going to be, like, everybody's going to have rough landings. Yeah. Because Terry Crews hits the bus. Which, this is what it took away from me. Terry Crews deserves to be a superhero. Yo, <laughs> that was, like, the thing I was most excited for. I didn't know. I didn't know Terry Crews was in this movie. So, when I saw him, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, we're going to get Terry Crews. And then he died, like, first. Okay. It's so sad. My theory is that he didn't die because they show him on a stretcher. He's the only one that isn't, like, completely, oh, and Sugar Bear, like, who aren't completely dead. Like, he was on a stretcher, there is a chance. And in his character of Bedlam, it has actually, like, a really interesting background and, like, story in the X-Men universe. Yeah, Terry Crews is such a kind soul. He deserves to be in the MCU or in a comic <laughs> movie in general. He was, and he then he jumped up out of a plane. It. It, <laughs> he it deserves sucks. it. I need him. It hurts. It, it hurts. Yeah, like, I, was Terry like, Cruz I thought hurt. Terry Crews hit the bus, like, ooh, that's my bad, no big deal. And then all of a sudden, helicopter, wood my chipper, boy, acid. Louis Tan. He, yeah, Louis Tan, hurt. too. They kill it. That hurt. Yeah. But it mostly yeah. hurt because I love So Louis Tan played Shatterstar, which was another member. Um, he is from the Mojoverse. He is the son of Dazzler. And what's his face? Ooh, I like I Dazzler. I didn't know. Ooh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's he's from the Mojoverse. Um, the Mojoverse gives us some like the really great like freaking things. Um, so like I wanted it to be this giant event eventually, but he's dead now. And green goop on on the windshield. So that happened. Um, who else? Brad Pitt was the Vanisher. 
Um, which is great. Which was, like, Brad Pitt is in the movie for, like, a second when he gets electrocuted and dies. Which one we still didn't know to that point whether they were just throwing a bag. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, then you have Zeitgeist, who is played by Bill Skarsgård. Um, Zeitgeist has, like, a really minimal history in the comics. He does have a history in it, but it's kind of weird. Um, and, and super, super small. Um, he spits acid. Um, he goes into a wood chipper. And then you have Peter. Peter with no problems. Who pointed out what, Matt? What? What kills more than cable? Melanoma. <laughs> Which also is an interesting thing, because I kept thinking, wait a minute, has Josh Brolin killed more people this summer than melanoma or not interesting <laughs> probably half the universe i think is, is more than he melanoma. actually does kill a lot of people in this movie he does kill a shit ton of people in this movie um but yeah so peter um so this is also where i have like one of the first things that i really really like is deadpool is calling peter sugar bear and like hitting on him the entire time and saying how precious he is and like shh i love it um Mostly because, like, Deadpool in the comics, like, hits on everything with a pulse and will have sex with everything with a pulse. And so I actually feel like in this movie you actually, you finally get some of those pieces, like, more fleshed out and probably with another character. More so than Sugar Bear. Um, But Sugar Bear is a start. Um, And he dies when Zeitgeist spits up on him and cuts off his arm with acid or dissolves part of his body. Uh, But... Deadpool uses Josh Brolin's back in time thing to go back and save Sugar Bear. Didn't care about any of the other people. Just Sugar Bear. Yep. And then it brings us to like the people who are still alive. Uh, so Dopinder, uh, who is in the first movie, he is the Indian cab driver who is pretty much Wade Wilson's right hand man, and Wade Wilson protects. And he is Tom Cruise, and. Uh, Dopinder is Kirsten Dunst because yeah. Dopinder very, very badly wants to be an assassin. Yes. And it is the best, most well-used reference in this entire movie, in my opinion, because I love Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have Domino, who, holy shit, so good. Zazie Beats is so good. So, so, so good. Um... And I love Domino. I've loved Domino for years and years, but I've never thought that she could be on screen because luck as a power. <laughs> um, but holy shit, they did it so well. And I think Zazie Beats like acted the fuck out of every scene and just like her attitude was a perfect mix and her fight scenes were incredible. So she actually know how to fight? Who? Domino, like Domino, before. Yes. So, like, where was that? I don't know the background story of Domino. Yeah, so Domino is essentially, like, a secret assassin. She has a whole bunch of aliases. Um, she is a trained sniper. She's military trained. She has hand-to-hand combat. Um, but her main power is probability manipulation, um, which changes to luck, which is why she's a sniper. But she is also trained with a military background. Okay. So that's what I'm saying, because I like the way they did all the luck stuff you were talking about, but then again, I didn't know her background, so I was just like, so if this person is lucky and all of a sudden just like a trained fighter, or was like said, because she obviously looked like she jumped out of a parachute before while Terry Crews was hitting buses. Yeah, no, she, she, so like, it's not just like pure luck, like she's trained 
and that's why she doesn't like she gets the most out of her luck yes. essentially because okay. she is she is capable enough to get that <laughs> um so yeah i don't know what you guys thought but i thought that she shined so so bright i loved her oh, yeah she was dope i liked her a lot oh shit but, yeah i thought she was really great i thought they did like said a very good job of showing luck yeah. For the most part, yeah, without like sure. being overexert too much. Yeah. I also just like how she comes and she's like, Why are you there? Deadpool's like, Why are you here? Mm, the universe will tell me. I'm here for a reason. And then they show up and. But it is. <laughs> but it's not. But it, mm, it kind of is. Yeah. Like their interactions are super good. Like they have really great chemistry. Like watching those two kind of go through. Even like when she's like, when you're seeing like her luck on screen and Deadpool's just in the back, just like. Is it even a superpower? Like, does it even work? I think it all plays really well together. Yeah, I think also my favorite line of hers is just like, "I should have, I should have finished college." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she has like a really like troubled backstory, just like Russell, and that's why she was there. The universe wanted her there. Um, okay, so now I guess to the X Men from X Force to the X Men. Talking about the cameo? Yeah, you're talking about like, Was it even like really a cameo? Yeah. I think it was a cameo. That was a really good cameo. It was a decent... I thought it was a pretty good cameo because it at least gave them some legitimacy to what they were trying to do. It acknowledged that the X-Men still existed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see for how long. Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, I can't answer that question. I was just talking about in reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, he is in the expansion with Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Colossus, and Yukio. So starting with the least important, because they don't have a lot of screen time, um, uh, sh- uh, Yukio, which I have some problems with, even though I loved her and Yukio so cute with, with uh, Negasonic. But, uh, so Yukio is, was confirmed to be the Yukio from the Wolverine movie, which I thought of. However, she has the powers of Surge, um, which is a completely different superhero, and I don't know why they couldn't have just made her Surge, and why they chose to put her name as Yukio. It bothers because, me. Because, hey, Yukio, is, sounds cooler than, hey, Surge. Yeah, that's accurate. accurate. That's accurate. Hi, Wade! <laughs> that's just so adorable. And Deadpool thinks that they're adorable. Um, and so she's pretty cool. Uh, surge powers, so she makes things electric. Uh, then you have uh, Negasonic, who is back from the first Deadpool, but in, like a, I guess, like a smaller role. Um, I feel like she is Deadpool's daughter, and they're adorable together. <laughs> I don't know what else you all want to say. <laughs> They were there. It was cool when they were there. They didn't really do much or add much. Her powers are still really cool. But. I mean, they got beat up. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were, she was fine. Yeah. I mean, she kind of just did, like, the same thing she did in Deadpool 1. Yeah. Which is why I like Yuki a little bit more, because she kind of, like, brought something a little bit different. Yeah. Pretty much. Because uh, yeah. she, they just, like, made Negasonic do the same thing, like, this shit before. Like, basically call Wade, like, a dickhead. Pretty much. And then, like, you know, just the banter back and forth. I wish they would have done, like, let her do more stuff. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Uh, I was surprised they weren't in there as much, though. I was, too. I mean, I think I had to do because they had to build up the X-Force stuff. Which goes back to the whole point of, like... Do you think... Do you, did, do they have reshoots during this? Because when I was reading um, some stuff online, they said that, that Deadpool had reshoots. And that, like, they have, like, scenes of, like, Terry Crews doing more stuff than was in the movie. So do you think that, like, they cut stuff out of this? 
I was gonna say based on some of the stuff the trailers and what they showed they looked like they were gonna do more but then again at this point I don't know whether it was just to highlight and then give you the twist or not that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just filmed to do the Yeah, twist. that's what I thought. Because I know the the reshoots in particular were because um, the stunt woman, I'm going to get her name, a stunt woman, Joy Harris, actually died filming the movie. Um, she was a stunt She was a stunt double for, uh, for Domino. Uh, so I know that's why they had a lot of reshoots. And specifically, I know that she had died doing a motorcycle scene, which we don't get with Domino in the movie. And I, I so I think that I think that has more to do with reshoots than um, than the X Force part. Yeah, I remember this all happening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Matt Damon was in this yes. movie. Yes. He was Matt redneck Damon? number one. Yes. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Matt Damon's job now to the... I'm telling you, it's all A-listers are doing. Cameo. Just pay me some money so I can make yeah. a cameo. People love it. Eat it up. I don't have to do a lot of work. Pretty much. I still think The Vanisher should have been John Cena, but that's just me. Ooh, that would have been so good. That would have been good. That yeah. was a missed opportunity. Just, just me. Just me, though. Yeah. Um, And then you have Colossus, who actually does quite a bit in this movie. Um... He goes one-on-one with the Juggernaut, which I guess we can talk about both of them, too. Like, um, I think Colossus and Juggernaut fighting on screen is what I wanted Colossus and Juggernaut to be. It was so good. Yeah, it was actually really well done. And the Juggernaut actually was really well done. Yeah. Because I was actually, cause, I mean, I think it was rumored that it was possibility of him being in here. And then you thought about it as the movie went on. But I was like, this is either going to be really good or this is going to be Stephen Wolf. Yeah. Sorry, Vinny Jones, but I like this Juggernaut a crap ton. But he didn't say, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Which is, so, like, I, I guess I'm just insulated from all the people who are complaining about fridging and all that stuff in Deadpool. Um, because I just had, like, the biggest complaint I heard was that people didn't like that they didn't put that light in there out of everything. I'm just saying, like, in, like, a super, you know, self-aware, you know, jokey, meme movie, I thought for sure it was going to be in there at some point. Yeah. But then they, they, didn't, they didn't give him, like, a whole lot of lines, so I guess, I guess it's okay. Yeah. No, but I, I really like the Juggernaut. I really liked his interactions. I liked the fact that he rips Deadpool in half. Yes. Because the Juggernaut is actually the Juggernaut in this movie. Um, and then I just really loved Colossus's relationship with, with Wade. And, like, Wade going to his window and holding holding his phone up, playing the music. <laughs> playing Take On Me. Or, no, that wasn't Take... Was it the Take On Me song? Or was, no, it was Africa. It was Toto's Africa that he was playing. Um, the music in the movie is really good. Um, oh, they didn't do the on the juggernaut bitch, but they did do oh shit, oh holy shit, when the juggernaut yeah. was running through yes. everything. So that was I thought that that kind of made up for it. That operatic juggernaut song. <laughs> I just like did he call Colossus a commie? Yes, he did call Colossus a commie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that's pretty good. Yeah, I love that Deadpool. Like just holds on to Colossus's butt when he's comforting him, and then that Vanessa uh, tells him not to have sex with Colossus when he last sees him. And Deadpool's like, "What?" And because like in in the Ultimate Comics, Colossus is gay, um, and then of course Deadpool is Deadpool. Um, so, yeah, I really liked it. I really liked all of it, and they're such a cute couple. <laughs> they are. They're adorable. Mostly because Colossus wants nothing to do with his shit, but still believes that eventually he can he can he can make him good. 
Um, yeah. Where else? What well, else? Probably the main thing you're about to have to go to is probably the entire thing that ends up in the start with mutants. Yeah. So, I think one of the... I think, ultimately, and I why I really like this movie is I actually think this gave me more about mutants and what mutants go through and in that world and like better representations of these characters on screen than six X-Men movies gave me. Um, Cause a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, like mutants when Russell Firefist comes up, which is the kid that we talked about in the beginning that Cable's trying to kill and Deadpool's trying to protect he is abused in his orphanage and then he's thrown into um i guess like the ice box which is like this detention center for mutants and you kind of realize that not everything is like the x-mansion and and you get to see that like fear that people have and that awful mistreatment and like stuff and i don't feel that i got that weight in a lot of the x-men movies like, I thought that this was just really well done. Like, this was more of an X-Men movie to me than, like, a lot of them. So, because of the mutant aspect. I don't know what you guys thought. Uh, I don't know. All I'm thinking about is, like, the stuff that basically like, any scene with Magneto in it kind of gives me more than this did. And, like, seeing, like, some... What was the guy's name? Black whatever? Black John? Black, Black Steve? Black Tom. Black Tom, yeah. like, because that guy just comes comes off as like an asshole. Like the only thing that really gave that to me was like the kids, not necessarily like the the icebox stuff, uh, which kind of leads to like pedophile. That guy's kind of a dick. I don't know why guys always playing a jerk in movies, like the headmaster guy. Yeah, he is. Because uh, he just looks. But yeah, creepy. I, I could definitely. Yeah, he just looks creepy, right? But I can definitely see what you're saying. Like there was definitely, I think for sure that this is like a better X Men movie than like. Apoc- uh, X-Men Apocalypse. I think it's a better X-Men movie than Apocalypse and, like, X2 and Last Stand. It's, like, three. Yeah. Three out of the six. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm yeah. all right with that. Cause, I agree. Yeah, because I think for me with the Magneto stuff, I think the Magneto stuff, it's usually just, like, his speeches when it's Ian McKellen and in the retconned universe. I think a lot of his stuff is really centered around the stuff that he's suffered outside of being a mutant so not just being a mutant but his other stuff when it comes to like that weight but i also really love magneto so i just always think of the internment camp scene with him whenever i think of like mutant mistreatment with with him it's the thing that i always just jump to whenever because that's such a well done scene oh yeah no I, I can definitely see that do you like the kid we haven't even really talked about the little kid yeah russell Firefist. you like russell i didn't care <laughs> i thought he kind of i just what i'm saying like, i didn't really care for him as, yeah, I, I, I don't. I haven't watched any interviews with this kid, so I don't know like like how he is normally. But like, I feel like he has a super punchable face, and I don't know if like that's what they're trying to get across, is like, or if that's just like kind of how he is, and he's just really good at playing like that kind of character. Well, at least Adrian said that first, so I'd have to say that, so I feel better. <laughs> I didn't really I mean, care. For that's him. just how I feel. Yeah, no, man, I'm saying like... I didn't really care for him at all, and I was just kind of like, maybe Cable should just shoot him. <laughs> he's no, just he kind was of annoying. annoying. Yeah, that's what I'm he saying. Really he was, was really. <laughs> He was just annoying. I didn't like him. I didn't care for him. Like I said, I don't know what was supposed to... I don't know if it was because all the other characters and the actors and actresses were a lot better and well done. Yeah, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just like assume that's like how he's supposed to be. Like He's supposed to come off as annoying, and they didn't like really need some like 
you know, they didn't need Daphne King to come in there and, like, knock it out of the park see, kind of thing. You yeah, know what see, I mean? so that's what I thought. I thought that ultimately in the movie you weren't really supposed, like, you were kind of supposed to sympathize with him because of the whole, like, the, the orphanage and stuff. But I thought ultimately, like, it was Deadpool's journey. And I thought it meant more the fact that this kid was, like, this kid was a little shit. He was terrible. He was so bad. But oh, De- so it wasn't about the kid. It was about the... The, the person's journey, like in Logan. So no, that, that was no, that's pretty, that, that was pretty. That is frigging the then. <laughs> what? If it's if it's Deadpool's journey, no, journey, then it's frigging, isn't it? No. If it's a kid's journey, it's Logan. <laughs> He's trying. He's trying, Kate. You gotta give him credit for trying. I hate people. That's how it works. <laughs> well, Come yeah. on, internet. Do better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I thought he was supposed to be annoyed. I thought he was supposed to be terrible, yeah. and the fact that, like, it is super easy to just say Cable, okay, shoot him, because he's, he's a terrible kid, <laughs> there's no saving him, like, it, until that very last moment, there is no saving this kid, like, at all. Like, sad part was, like, it wasn't like I was against what, what he was doing, and you felt for him, especially, like, at the very beginning, when he talks, when basically what ends up, how he ends up in the icebox with Deadpool, shooting the guy in the head, which was probably one of the best lines in the entire movie. But even at the end, you're like, yeah, but I'm like, well, maybe we can just kill the headmaster, then we kill the kid. Like, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't like him. Yeah, no, he, he definitely wasn't likable. I thought that was part of it, though. Like, I thought he was supposed to not be likable. So, that was just my take on it. But you all are right, he definitely wasn't likable. Yeah, I, actually, I didn't want to say, but I was like, I, out of all the characters, I enjoyed this movie. But he was like the one link of like, I don't really like you at all. Yeah, yeah I like CG, like full CGI Juggernaut better than I like that kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, and then here we go. Our moral question about Deadpool. Um, no, like, I think it, like, Deadpool kind of, like, brings up the fact that, like, you have to get a little nasty to do good, which is, he's, Cable and him aren't that far off because they both see themselves as doing something for the greater good. And then, ultimately, Colossus is on the other side of, like, lawful good as, like, well, no, we can, like, there are rules for a reason and we have to do it this way. Whereas... Cable and Wade are more on the chaotic good side, where they're going to do what they need to do to get good done. Um, so. so has Cable always been chaotic good, though? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best things about him. I was making sure, because like, from what I remember about the thing, I couldn't remember whether he was super chaotic good, or whether he was like more of a lawful, like not even almost a lawful bad or something. I mean, he's chaotic good, but he, like, I guess, I guess it's hard. I don't know if chaotic good is the right thing. Yeah, because, like, even when you talk to him, he has a really strong moral code. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it was... So I guess more, like, neutral good? Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, because I was like, he's definitely not chaotic. Like, he was obviously willing to do what he had to on there for the logical point, but he definitely, even with, he did not like, and most time, at least from my scene, does not like what Deadpool does. Yeah, he's more neutral. Because he has his own moral, his own moral compass that he's going to follow all the way through, and he's going to do it precise. Whereas Deadpool is kind of like anything to meet that means. And then Colossus is just over here being a big, a big old hunk of muscle, being like, "No, Wade, no." Yes. That was a really bad Russian accent. Jesus. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Um. Yeah. So, 
don't know. So out of everybody we talked about, what do y'all think about those character dynamics? I don't know. I, mean, I agree. Like, I, I think all the character dynamics are great. Um, like I said before, like I like Deadpool kind of bouncing off, like not having like a super stringent home of like people to work with. So you can bring in people like Domino. You can bring in you know other characters like Cable and have him like work really well against um, because you know Ryan Reynolds is just hilarious and he works really well with basically anyone who's like a really likable guy and kind of good guy to have on set so it doesn't seem like it's hard for you to kind of keep it going um so i basically they i don't see like where like the ceiling is for them for like this kind of franchise like you can keep giving me this and not give me any more x-men movies and i'm okay with it accurate i gave up on the x-men movies a long time ago (laughs) i still go see them yeah i don't even care to go see them anymore (laughs) i'm not gonna go see dark phoenix though because i one i don't care about gene gray and two god I'm just going to act like that movie never exists. That's what most people are doing. I don't think most people know it's coming out this year. The real question is, do people more know that they're... Actually, the better question is, do people more know that there's a Jean Grey movie in Dark Phoenix, an Aquaman movie, or a Bumblebee movie? Oh, I forgot about a Bumblebee movie. I forgot that was a thing. Deadpool would have the right jokes for right now. Okay. Um, yeah, dynamics are great from what they do. Like I said, I didn't... Kind of like what Adrian said. I like. I don't mind them having other players and supporting around and having maybe even like continue thing. But I just didn't want a full ensemble of a team. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I just really love X Force, so I think that's yeah. Then I just think Terry Crews deserves to be a superhero, so I really wanted it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, if ever there were a person who deserved to be a hero, <laughs> on screen because I think. Terry Crews is just an amazing man off screen. So, um, yeah. So, I guess down to Deadpool. Um, what did you all think about, I guess, like comedy? Because comedic timing is everything. Some, you know, some people don't think jokes landed. Um, fight scenes. And I guess just like overall how he, I mean, I guess we said how we thought he interacted with people, but like. I guess, like, the comedy overall, did you think it was too much, not enough? Did you think it was right on the Deadpool nose? I thought it was very well done. I thought that most of the comedy was really good. Obviously, there's some that were, like, probably above a lot of people's heads. Because I don't even think there were a few that I, even I probably missed, far joke-wise. I mean, but I thought it was really good. I think they were definitely really self-aware, which made it really cool. And I guess the, whatever, meta word. Just using all this new term lingo these days. Um, don't hurt yourself. I'm trying not to. <laughs> but, uh, no, I thought it was really good. Well done. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I thought, like I said at the beginning, I, ex- I expected to get, you know, you know, self-aware jokes and stuff like that and all of, like, the MCU jokes, especially coming off of Infinity War, I think landed perfectly for me. Like, him joking about, like, Winter Soldier Armored Cable, uh, calling him Thanos... The, the Hawkeye joke was hilarious. Like when he's like stabbing Juggernaut in the back of the neck, and he's like, "The sun's getting real low." Like that, like that stuff just kills me. Like it's it's just hilarious. So I think it all it all worked for me, kind of comedy wise. Um, I don't really know if there's like it's like Deadpool. So like it's like a rated R movie. So like, is there really kind of like a line of what they can say, what they can't say? Like there's like baby genitalia in this movie with baby legs. Like I don't that was pro- know. That you was the most you- disturbing thing out of this entire movie. <laughs> Like, if you go into this movie and you're like, oh, I didn't really like that joke. Well, what did you expect? Like, this isn't 
this isn't like the MCU or this isn't you know the DCEU. This is like a Deadpool thing. It's like its own cinematic universe at this point. Especially because like all like the continuity is like merging, and I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Like X Men is in here, but you also have like the helipad things in the first movie. But then you're making MCU jokes. I don't know. It, it's it's all real real weird, and I think it only works because it's Deadpool. Oh yeah. I do have a question. So. Celine Dion and Deadpool, they are, they did a music video. I don't know if you all have seen it. It's called, like, uh, like Beauty from Ashes or something like that. It's actually a pretty good song. Uh, it's Deadpool dancing around in high heels, and it's amazing because it's so well done. Um, but, like, I want to know if that was supposed to be a direct reference to Thanos turning everybody to dust. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know what video you're talking it about. It was the but, opening song. Well, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. All the assumptions are right in this movie, I think. That's true. Also, um, the James Bond opening looking thing. Yeah, it was really good. Um, uh, so, I did want to say, too, like, one of my favorite jokes was the Rob Liefeld joke. Um, it's like he makes a reference to somebody's body, like, being animated or being, being like one of those illustrations from a comic book artist who can't draw feet. Um, that was a Rob Liefeld joke. And I really, really loved it. So, like, the, the, like that little thing. Like, like I, I, I would not get that type of, like, fan service from another movie. Um, so, what were y'all's favorite jokes? I just went through all of mine. All the MCU jokes were my favorite. And the Martha one is my, like, all-time favorite. But the sun's getting real low one is hilarious. One, because, like, everyone, like, makes fun of that now. And I just thought, like, with Infinity War and, like, just watching Thor get pieced, or uh, Hulk get pieced up and then Thor Ragnarok also making fun of it, I just think it's a running joke now. And I think they pulled it off really well. Because I didn't expect this. I didn't expect that joke at all coming from this movie. Yeah. Yeah. What were yours? I don't know. I mean, like I said, we kind of, I just enjoyed, I guess what we had for the most part of them. Just all of them? Yeah, I mean, some all of the MCU... Of the jokes. Some, by the time of the very end, the MCU joke kind of wore on me. I was like, I got the first few. They were kind of funny. And then maybe after, like, seven or eight, I was like, okay, I, I, I get it. Do we have to reference every single character? <laughs> I think my favorite one's at the end. In the, the post credit scene, where he goes back in time, and Hugh Jackman is there, and he kills... Deadpool from X-Men Wolverine or Origins Wolverine <laughs> like pumps like 10 shots of him after he's already on the ground Yes, and then just like waves and leaves like, that was my favorite moment so are we doing moment or joke? joke it was a joke that was like more you just said your favorite moment but it was a joke oh okay that was a joke it was a non-verbal joke <sighs> that's that's okay Okay, whatever. The Rob Liefeld joke's my favorite. Let's just move on. Okay. I mean, I really don't know what else there is to say about the movie. I would just say for, like... It's pretty straightforward. Um, the only... I mean, I guess I would just go with, basically, favorite scene, because we already talked about all the jokes, and then we had a favorite scene, or moment, I thought, which is that joke, and then I guess a wrap-up or something else. Okay. I guess, uh, so it's y'all's favorite moments from the movie. Uh, Deadpool cable fight scene in the prison, probably. <laughs> when he's like choking him with his broken arm, yeah. that was hilarious. 
Matt? The other, I guess, would be technically a joke was basically the uh, the other um, from that tor- horrible Wolverine movie where he cuts, he slices the bullet, and then he acts like he's getting shot up, cutting them all up, and then you find out that he completely missed every single one of them. He just got shot. Those went through me. Yeah, he think he's doing this amazing work, and he just wasn't even close. He was just swinging his sword. Um. So actually, my favorite moment from the movie itself, and not like the post-credit scenes or anything like that, because I think that those are just great. My favorite moment is Domino being Domino for the first time on screen, like just like saying "fuck it," I'm just gonna go into the truck and like parachuting perfectly into the truck, and then like the awesome like um when she's fighting Cable in the truck, she does that where she jumps up, she holds onto the sides and then flips over and knocks him the fuck out. It's awesome. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite moments. I like it. Um, okay. Uh, so I guess final thoughts and ratings? Uh, I really liked it. I think it's hilarious. I'll probably go see it again in the theaters, to be honest. Um, Ratings? I don't know. It's so difficult to rate these things now. And this isn't like a like a comic book fatigue thing. It's just like they're just all so good recently that it's hard to like say which one's better than the other. Um, I don't know. I'll go 8.5 out of 10. And no, I don't know where this place is in my comic book movie <laughs> pantheon because that's just too hard. <laughs> and this is just so different in like meta that I don't even know if I place it in any of that, to be honest. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this movie, and it probably brings back the whole moment of, like, I probably enjoy these movies more now because, kind of like you said with Deadpool 1, I'm having a hard time watching PG-13 and PG superhero movies now. And so I'm loving these rated R movies between the first one, which I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then we got Logan, I was like, oh, yes. And then I was like, came back to this one, I was like, yes. And it just it makes it so hard for me to, like, want to watch these PG, PG-13 movies with everything that I just don't... I don't know, I like it, so maybe I enjoy this movie a lot better. I don't know if, obviously, it's a better movie, per se, than, like, Infinity War or some of the other comic book movies. It's totally different, obviously, in classification of Predator R, but I definitely enjoy this movie and liked it better than Infinity War. Than at least what we have, and probably, actually, out of comic book movies so far. For this year, yes, at least. Which is kind of like what I've said about Deadpool 1 being really highly rated when we talked about it on last year. Yeah. Um... This is the funnest I've had in a theater this year. Um, Like I said in the beginning, I don't know if it's just because, like, Affinity War was so emotional for me that I didn't have fun. Like, this, like, as of right now, I would rate this higher than Infinity War. um, Because it gave me everything I wanted as a mutant, mutant and proud fan of like the mutant universe and stuff like that um i need to watch them rewatch them both um but yeah it's a 10 out of 10 for me they literally gave me everything i wanted and i don't think there's much i would change other than taking tj miller out of it because he's a dick but that's pretty much it oh and making terry cruz a superhero <gasps> make terry cruz colossus they already have a colossus i don't care give him a role he's not a russian <laughs> i know uh, yeah, so I guess a uh, little bit of housekeeping, as you forgot to say in the beginning. Uh, Deadpool opened up to $125 million. Um, It's opening weekend, which people were like, oh, that's terrible. It's like, no, it broke its own record because it is an R-rated movie. 
it's going to have a smaller pot than a you know an all ages movie. So it did really well. Uh, it tripled its budget. It was made on 110 million dollars, or almost tripled its budget, and it's grossed uh, 312 million dollars worldwide as of right now, or as of May 21st. So yesterday. Uh, so yeah, it, it did phenomenal, and I think we're definitely going to get another one, which I read a whole bunch of articles or interviews with Ryan Reynolds, and, like, this movie is a complete labor of love for him. Like, he just, he loves the character so much and works so hard to get it done. I'm just happy it's succeeding. Yep. Okay, so unless anybody else has anything else? Nope, I'm nope. good. Cool. Oh! This is a two-hour movie that we like. I don't think we've liked a single two-hour movie before this. This movie's just under two hours. That's cool. I didn't. Even, I didn't even really like feel yeah. the time when I was watching it. Yeah, because like I think this is something that like we've mentioned is that movies that hit that point are I like they're either not long enough or too long. So I thought that was an an interesting point to point out. Yeah, well, I don't think they had to add really that much people for background knowledge, per se. Yeah, and they just get right into it, you know? So I think that it was a really, having it as a part two kind of helps them, because you're just like, this is Deadpool, he's a mercenary, he kills people, okay, here's the movie. Yeah. Which I think is which I think works really well, which probably is a testament to how they're able to get this across in two hours. Yeah, I mean, so, Cable, good I mean, for they them. gave you the moments for Cable, Domino, they kind of gave you a little brief thing about her, but it's not like an, like I said, it's not an ensemble, so they don't have to have all these characters, every single background. We'll just kill him in the middle of the movie, and then we don't have to worry about it. Oh. Terry. Uh, but, yeah, so, as always, uh, thank you all for listening. And you can find the podcast at But Why Though PC on Twitter and on Facebook, facebook.com slash But Why Though PC. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? Um... Yeah. I didn't come up with anything for this one. Think of something. I'm in an undisclosed location. <laughs> okay.